0: Hello, you are listening to Kanecast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team.
1: Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, Chief Investment Officer at Kane Anderson Rudnick. Doug, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time today. Doug, 2020 provided investors with a little bit of everything—from a dramatic sell-off in the first quarter, leading to work-from-home orders, followed by monetary and fiscal stimulus, leading to a strong market rebound. What were some of the key items that stood out to you as an investor in 2020?
2: Well, 2020 certainly had its share of first—first global health crisis we've had in quite a while, and clearly the most significant in quite a while. Um, I think the the other hallmark of the year was the speed with which the monetary and fiscal um, policies were rapidly implemented when a recession hit, a global recession. And I think the reason was it was pretty obvious that we were going to go into recession given the lockdown measures that were required to deal with the COVID-19 crisis. So, you know, the Fed and the political administration reacted very very quickly um, unlike normal recessions which normally take um, you know a year or two for the authorities to really figure out that the economy is actually really in a recession and that you know, measures are needed to uh, restore business activity to normal levels this one happened very very quickly in a matter of several just a couple months. Uh, It doesn't mean we're out of the recession. We're still not out of the recession. But, you know, measures were taken, which should, uh, uh, combined with the vaccines that have been announced in early November, should require and get us back to where we need to be in terms of operating in a more normal environment going forward.
1: Doug, following the vaccine news in early November, equity markets delivered extremely strong numbers. We also began to see excitement around the reopening of the U.S. economy. What are your thoughts related to this and the impact of the value versus growth discussion?
2: So the other thing that was a hallmark of of 2020 was the vaccine announcement and the efficacy of the vaccine's being uh, several of them being in the 90s, which was really a pleasant surprise for the entire globe and really uh, important news. And what you saw when the vaccine was announced, you saw a real change in the leadership of the market. So we went from uh, prior to early November when the vaccine results were announced, uh, companies that were doing well in the marketplace were companies that were gonna grow in a slow to no growth environment, a typical recession, which we were clearly in and also a work from home or really more work from anywhere type environment and what you saw after the vaccine announcement Uh, the market as usual is a discounting mechanism it's always looking ahead and when it can discount the future with high probability um, which in this case it was given the high effectiveness of of these vaccines that were announced in early November the market started to discount a recovery and uh, a substantial recovery due to pent-up demand and continued uh, fiscal stimulus on the part of the government so what we've seen is the many stocks that were beating up and hit hard during the recession, you know, whether it's restaurants or uh, bricks and mortar retailers, airlines, cruise lines, et cetera. These stocks in, have been leading the market since uh, the vaccine was announced because the market, as usual, wasn't going to wait around for a needle to get in everybody's arm to discount and, and project that business was going to get better. It started to react to this immediately. And we've seen this really since uh, early November and continuing into this year. So this has had an impact on growth versus value. Obviously, growth stocks tend to be uh, companies that were doing well sort of pre-vaccine. And the reason was, you know, these are businesses that can grow in a low to no growth type uh, economic environment, which we were clearly in then. And since the vaccines have been announced, what you've seen is the value companies, these are companies that need a a rising tide, a, a A stronger than expected GDP experience, usually for their businesses to grow and to have margins expand and uh, to improve their profitability. And the market, of course, is forecasting that that's likely to happen this year. And I believe that's correct. I mean, I think if you look at the fiscal stimulus that's been pumped into the system, the pent up consumer demand that's obviously there. you know, myself and others I know are dying to go to restaurants or movie theaters or get on a cruise or travel for business or get back to normal in our lives, whatever that uh, part of normal really is. And so I think it's just inevitable that we see a surge in demand here over the next six to 12 months uh, as people get back to normal, uh, assuming there isn't some variant that requires a whole nother round of vaccines and treatments, et cetera, that becomes material out there.
1: As we move into 2021, we are beginning to see signs of inflation and movement of the 10-year bond. What do you feel are some of the key drivers related to this, and how do you feel this will impact markets in 2021 and beyond?
2: so what you've seen in response to this is pickup in interest rates and i would call this a good pickup in interest rates so far in other words you know the 10 years obviously moved from the 50 60 basis points up to the 160 170 range as we speak and you know this has been driven by an improvement in economic activity that the market's forecasting and i would agree with that And the way you can see that is that credit spreads have not widened they're still very very tight so there's no credit issue or inflation issue that's rearing its ugly head yet in any material way Uh, rates have simply backed up because business activity is picking up i do think inflation will pick up as well you know the fed has spent a long time trying to get uh, their get to their target of two percent they've indicated a willingness to put up with more than two percent and i think temporarily we will see a surge uh, if you live anywhere near the coast or Long Beach, all you got to do is look out your window and see all the port container ships that are backed up. The Suez Canal was in the news the last week or two. You know, there's been a lot of supply disruptions because of tariffs and trade and um, and port congestion. So I do think it's made um, and that combined with all the consumer demand that we're likely to see as people get back to more normal in their lives uh, will probably indicate a, a short term surge in inflation. I don't think it's going to be long term. I don't think anything's really changed in terms of the long term dynamics of global competition and improving technology that's faster, cheaper and better in everybody's lives. But I do think that short term you may see some of that. You know the 10-year bond will probably continue to in, uh, head north uh, how much further north not sure uh, but you know i do think that you know if you look at pretty much every asset class is back to higher than pre-covid levels and i think the 10-year was about 190 to 2 percent uh, pre-covid so i don't see any reason that given the circumstances that we're likely to to endure over the next six to 12 months where you won't see some improvement in the underlying inflation rate so interest rates going up become a problem when they um, go up so much that people start to doubt investors start to doubt the sustainability of corporate earnings going forward that really becomes a key issue as long as interest rates are backing up because investors believe the economy is improving earnings increases are likely to outgrow and outweigh any sort of multiple compression due to the higher interest rates if on the other hand Interest rates have gone up too far too fast. Then investors will start to doubt the sustainability of corporate earnings going forward, and equities will obviously experience some trouble if that happens.
1: Doug, lastly, as the economy begins to reopen, and there's a good deal of talk around a new normal, what are your thoughts related to this, and how do you consider this from an investment management perspective?
2: Many changes will probably stick and be very sticky on a go-forward basis. Things like DocuSign, grocery delivery, uh, versus going to the stores, uh, e-commerce, sales online. Many of these things once tried and figured out how to be uh, used by the part of, on the part of consumers, uh, we think is very likely to stick going forward. Obviously, there won't be the surge in demand that you saw uh, when the COVID crisis broke out. But we do think that many of the secular trends that were in place prior to the advent of COVID have been accelerated and are likely to continue to stay that way. That being said, there's lots of areas like travel and uh, travel-related areas that have been hit hard that, whose demand patterns are very likely to experience a major surge here as we move forward over the next year or two, simply because of pent-up demand and people still you know, want to and enjoy traveling, for instance. So not all behavior is gonna change uh, in any big material way, but you know we do believe that consumers are gonna to continue to be attracted by you know, easier solutions that are faster, cheaper, and better as they always have been in the past. We don't think that's likely to change as you move forward. And so we are continuing to invest in high quality businesses that meet those needs over time. So I w- thank you for your patience and confidence in this uh, more difficult time. Um, you know, as we move forward here,
1: Doug, as always, thank you very much for your insight that you provide our Cast listeners, and we look forward to future conversations.
0: Cane cast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.